It's the the gifting week when it comes. It's a spending week. It's, it's budget week, and we look at what our federal government's priorities are, and then we're about to get some announcements here that will be very personal and hit us in a way that governments hope that we like them for it, and nothing shows this more as we see what is happening in the province of Ontario as well, because we've got an election campaign. So it's time to stand there and receive the guests and say, look, is that what we wanted? Is that going to appease us? And is that good for our province? Is that good for our country? Everywhere we look, everything's going up in price, like the grocery store. And let's face it, every time we fill the car with gas, well, Premier Ford releasing something out of that uh, pre-election goodie bag this morning, a tax cut and a lowering of that gas tax. When I spoke to the the finance department, they, they said it's very complicated moving through the logistics and everything. But the good news is on July the 1st, on the busiest season that people travel all around Ontario, and I encourage everyone to uh, take advantage of the staycation uh, tax credit as well, um, that's the busiest time. We're going to give people a break uh, for a minimum of, of six months. Again, putting money back into people's pockets. Money back into people's pockets. Get used to it. You're going to be sick of it because Premier Ford is going to say it over and over and over again. Dan McTeague, President of Canadians for Affordable Energy. Dan, welcome. Thank you for being here. Oh, good to be here, Arlene. Thank you. It is. It is a very personal thing. You know the pain when you fill up, and he is going to take that away at least for several months. Dan, what do you make of this? He's not the first politician to give this a go as inflation just drives everything up. Yeah, look, this wasn't a big deal four years ago when he last ran. It's a huge issue now. Uh, Inflation and affordability are the number one issues in Canada. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to be too little too late, but it's better than what we're, the signals we're hearing from Ottawa, the federal Liberal government, which seems to have no trepidation. In fact, they're shameful, shameless in terms of what they want to do. They, they do want pain. They want to hurt you. They want you to stop <laughs> driving. They want you to stop heating your home. Uh, and they want you to make those uh, alternative transitions. So there's a, really a tale of two governments here. Um, you know, the Conservatives on one side, party I don't often agree with, uh, but nevertheless, I think is trying something to uh, alleviate the pain in a, a government in Ottawa that is absolutely committed to hammering the senseless taillights out of all of us when it comes not just to energy, but now to food prices uh, and everything else that causes these prices to rise. Oh, well, well, let's be fair. It is not the government's fault that everything has risen. It's happening all over the world. We're not alone. But there are arrows in our quiver that we can use here. You've got Doug Ford, and maybe the difference is, Dan, don't you think, 2025 is a long time away, so they don't have to face the wrath of Canadians federally, and that's where we have to buckle up. Here in the province of Ontario, Premier Ford wants more time as premier and he's got to make us like him how is this going to work and how much is it how's it going to make our our tax bill go down once we fill the fill the car well someone spent 18 years as a member of parliament uh driving up prices and proposing policies that do does it but arlene i take exception uh and take issue with what you said uh you know in response uh i am being fair and the canadian dollar 
end the Canadian ability to send natural gas and oil to the rest of the world would, in fact, bring down oil prices dramatically so. If we hadn't been so eager to jump on board uh, the uh, campaign to kill uh, you know, two and a half, three million barrels of oil that could have made it to the rest of the world today. I think oil probably trading in the 90, 80, maybe even $90 range. And the Canadian dollar uh, would be probably on par with the U.S. greenback. What's, what does that mean? Well, we price all of our fuel in U.S. terms. Because we're not selling enough oil to the rest of the world, because we're not attractive, other than people investing in our country for you know, the purposes of housing, uh, you know, you are looking at a scenario where gasoline right now would be about 45 to 50 cents a liter cheaper than what it is today. And that's even before the federal government piles on with even heavier taxes, such as the carbon tax at 11.50 cents a liter. Which, of course, HRC. just kicked that's, in. Uh, twice, the, mm-hmm. twice the rate of inflation. It just kicked in. Uh, Dan, though, as you say, things are looking so differently, certainly with Ukraine. I mean, it's very clear that all the best laid plans of a greener and more sustainable future have to be put on hold for the immediate problem. So markets are calling out there, Dan. Yeah, look, this was a problem last year, Arlene. We talked about it in other venues. Um, You know, there, there is a shortage. Uh, and yes, it's been brought about by a dramatic increase in demand. But let's, let's not uh, be, you know, let's not be so uh, willing to go along with, you know, pointing fingers. I, when we say that we should be reducing investments in oil and gas, you know, OPEC is not going to do us any favors. Russia is not going to do us any favors. We are talking about an energy shortage that's giving rise to an energy inflation, which is giving rise to energy, uh, you know, an energy crisis. And that in turn is also playing well into what you just mentioned here, a global security crisis. Uh, I think we have to sort of reset our priorities, not to throw away our, the importance of movements on, you know, ensuring that we have greener energy, but we're doing a lot of that. I was in Calgary last week, shocked at the, you know, the, that, that the industry itself is not telling people just how many strides, how deep strides they've made in in terms of being some of the greatest uh, achievers in terms of reduction of uh, emissions in the world, bar none. And of course, the alternative, my goodness, Arlene, for for the sake of what's happening in Europe today, the alternative place to get our oil, unlike what President Biden is doing, is not Iran. It is not Venezuela. It is not Saudi Arabia. It's in fact Canada. Open up the damn pipeline, Mr. Biden. What's the matter? I mean, this is this is fundamentals, and I think it's coming to a point where, you know, for a lot of people, Arlene, I think uh, the cost of living is going to be a make or break issue. It doesn't matter where you stand in the political spectrum, but I think Ottawa is uh, is likely to lose out. I'm not surprised they made a deal with the NDP to try to, as it were, insulate themselves from the outcry of the public uh, who can't afford this. And they will be, and they will be, as we, as I mentioned, Premier Ford is not insulated. He's going to face our, face the music in June. How much will yep. this move that he announced here? First of all, there's a couple of aspects of the reality of how much it goes down, and then there's the feeling we have of this government which is important too yeah i think it's probably not going to be enough and when it does happen it may not be long enough uh, a six-month period of time in which oil you know energy prices continue to rise i think the problem for the government is it doesn't have any money um, it's having to spend 6.5 billion bucks to offset and shield you and i from the higher costs of uh, green energy uh, proposed 10 years ago uh, and pl- implemented already I think uh, its decision to go with, uh, you know, uh, re- re- rebating you on your license plates rather than fulfilling this promise 
may be another reason. And remember, the federal and provincial governments with the HST, 8% of the provincial government, 5% of the federal government across the country, is quite a windfall when you think, you know, oil prices, energy prices, gasoline prices are up uh, 40% year over year. That's a pretty big windfall for both levels of government. I think they will get there, and I also think that's why they've delayed this until July 1st. Otherwise, the, uh, what do they call the Financial Accountability Office in the province of Ontario may very well say, hang on a second, You're make, if you did it today, you'd be uh, putting yourself in significant debt beyond uh, anything you can manage, so you better wait, and I think that's why they did it. And you know, Dan, we have to read the fine print on all these, whatever we hear from the budget. And right here, you're right. I mean, the headlines are, I am going to cut it. But as you say, there is some detail in the timing of this. And it's, it's, you know, a a lot of it is about smoke and mirrors, let's face it. Hey, you know, uh, get more bad news. <laughs> End of the week, we're going to be seeing a seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine cent increase mm-hmm. because of uh, the switch from winter to summer gasoline. So it doesn't really matter what the provincial government is doing. It'll be, you know, small potatoes compared to the increases that are coming. And so, you know, if this is a political issue, obviously, you know, they have to fulfill the 10. They promised 10 cents, only gave us 4.3. Uh, this is probably as good as it gets without them uh, putting themselves in, you know, serious financial jeopardy with people rightly saying, you can't afford all these goodies and then, you know, subsidize subsidies that are out there and, you know, spending uh, as if there is uh, no tomorrow. And that's obviously a problem, not just for the province. It's perhaps an even bigger problem. And, and we're waiting by the end of the week. I'm, you know, if anybody who's a betting person is going to say <laughs> there's going to be more spending, certainly from this new deal. Dan, I want to ask you, because you're in a unique position of answering this question. What is it? I talked a little bit about the psychology. You know, you've been looking at gas prices. You're the branded go-to person for that. And we had Premier Ford making this announcement earlier, even though it doesn't kick in for a while, just so that in our minds we can get our heads around it. But there's nothing really. There's food prices and there's gas prices, especially when you go to the pump. There's something yep. almost primal about it, isn't it? Not just food, but <laughs> pumping in that gas. We see the numbers, bing, 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 bing. Bing, I don't yep. know. There's something visual about it. You would know. How did these prices affect people in their heart and soul? Oh, I think it affects them dramatically. And there are other alternatives, but they tend to be more expensive. But um, it's, you know, what's interesting with this announcement um, isn't so much what he's doing for gasoline. It's what he's doing for diesel. Now, they call it fuel. Uh, uh, other uh, uh, dropping the price of uh, fuel. What he actually was, should have said it was diesel. And that's the one that drives up the price of agriculture, of mining, uh, of forestry, and yes, you know, uh, the transportation and processing to get their product at the, uh, at, at the, uh, at the stores. So uh, it's one is leading to another, and that announcement should have been bigger than the gasoline thing because that's the one. Diesel is the workhorse of your economy, like it or not. And so when you start messing around with it, the price goes up as high as it is. I mean, buck sixty-eight for gasoline today, almost $2 a litre, $192 a litre for diesel. That's the one that we should all pay attention to. Because that's the fuel that gives us our food on the table, isn't it, Dan? It is. Sense. And that's the one that uh, drives up the price or drives, drives down the price. I always said, you know, if you're going to tax anything, go after gasoline, leave diesel alone. You need it to uh, just look on the roads. Uh, it, your, your economy doesn't function without diesel, and it doesn't function without trucks, trains, or planes. 
on that wise uh, set of words. Thank you, Dan McTeague, President of Canadians for Affordable Energy, if there is any out there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Dan. I'm Arlene Bynum for Alan Carter.